Good morning, everyone. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. I think happy Christmas is okay, don't you, Zoe? No. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, I want to start by thanking um, all those who have been part of making this morning happen, our, our singers and band and, and the guys up the back um, on Christmas morning to get here early and set up and uh, be part of that. That's really appreciated. So thank you to everyone. Can we thank them? Um, and uh, so for those who are visiting, it's great to have you here. My name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors here at Hills Baptist. And um, I love Christmas. Who loves Christmas? Yeah. Christmas is great. Uh, I've, got, um, I've got a big day planned for our family. We're uh, here for this service. Then we're in the Brossa for lunch. And then we're in Claire for tea. So there you go. Um, and... Uh, Looks like my uh, computer's gone flat, which is great, because there goes my message. Um, somewhere up the back, I think I've got an iPad in a computer bag, so we might see if we can grab that, so then I can actually got something to share with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's all right. Beautiful. Um, here we go. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's good. Um, so we have been uh, we've been doing a, a thing over the Christmas season called uh, the Four Songs of Christmas. So I don't know if you're aware in the in the Bible there are four songs that are recorded through the Christmas story. And the first of those uh, is Mary's song. Mary sings a song. And then the next one is uh, Zechariah. Zechariah sings a song. The last one is a guy called Simeon, and he sings a song uh, a little later. Uh, but uh, this morning we get to remember the angel's song, the angel's song at Christmas. And so we're going to read the passage, and then I'll get into it. So Luke chapter 2, Verses uh, 21, uh, verses 1 to 21. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 21. I've got it on the screen. I think if I turn this on. Okay, well, that's starting at verse 8. I'll start at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, uh, to Bethlehem, the, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And then this is the part we pick up that I'm focusing on this morning. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. 
Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. Uh, Hold on, am I totally lost track here? Uh, So we go. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And I've lost track here. Okay, I'll just read my bit. Um, And when they'd seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Okay. So uh, Christmas is about traditions, right? Who's got a tradition that they keep on Christmas of some kind? Anyone? You can think of a Christmas tradition? One of our traditions is that we go to church on Christmas Eve and then we go home and we put on uh, carols by candlelight. And before that happens and and we get ready a, a beautiful Christmas Eve dinner. Okay, and we get to have something special. So I like to have seafood on Christmas Eve. All right, is anyone else with me on that? And so, so last night we got uh, some oysters. Okay, who loves oysters? Who hates oysters? Oh my, oh that's good. I should invite you over when I've got oysters. So, but I love oysters. So oysters was what I wanted. We asked the kids what they wanted, and they wanted KFC. So for tea last night, we had KFC and oysters combined, (laughs) sitting down to watch uh, Carols by Candlelight. And I I love, we sit down and we uh, we have the beautiful food and we we turn it on and we start watching these incredible carols. And we watch being broadcast across the nation uh, with, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions or however many tune in, uh, people tuning in to hear these singers singing the Christmas message. They're singing the gospel story. They're singing about the real reason for Christmas. And it moves me every time. But in the midst of, uh, of watching that whole thing, there are certain songs that I love. And one of those absolute highlights is when Marina Pryor stands up and sings the song we've just sung, Angels We Have Heard on High. And every year it's the same. It's Marina Pryor, it's unchanging, uh, it's the same song, uh, put together the same way. Marina Pryor, every year, sh- she seems to be unchanging. I don't know how that happens, um, but, but it's wonderful. And, uh, and we sit there and it's relaxed. And I think, partly I think, wouldn't it have been amazing to hear the actual angels singing uh, Glory to God in the Highest? But... On that first Christmas morning, when the angels heard, when the shepherds heard the angels sing, what was their response? They were terrified. Uh, So in the Bible, angels aren't cute uh, young girls in white, and uh, they're actually terrifying in the Bible. And um, this is what what happens. The the angels come and they bring this message that that a saviour has been born. And then uh, this great company of angels appears and they are praising God. And the song they sing is glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour 
rest. So I want to I share about that song and the visit uh, of the angels to the shepherds and bring out three things we learn about Christmas from the angels' song and their visit to the shepherds. The first point I want to say is this, is that God welcomes outsiders into the centre of his story. That's the first thing, thing we see in this passage. God welcomes outsiders to the centre of his story. Being a shepherd in Jesus' time was not an illustrious career. It was unskilled labour. It was the job no one wanted to do. It required long hours, uh, being out in the countryside, dealing with the hot and the cold. It was for people who were at the bottom of the pile, the bottom of society. It was for people who were often the, the rest of society were a bit suspicious about. Last year, my wife and I, as many of you would know, had the great privilege of going to Israel and going to Bethlehem and uh, to seeing the fields that surround Bethlehem. And interestingly, uh, modern-day Israel is a very modern nation. It's a, a wealthy nation. It's a highly developed uh, modern nation. But uh, in the cities, uh, it's a very contemporary society. Uh, but in the fields, not far out of Jerusalem and not far from Bethlehem, even today, as we drove around, you could still see shepherds. They were the, Bed the Bedouin people. They're still living in tents, uh, tending their herds. Thousands of years after Jesus' birth, there's still uh, shepherds in the fields around Bethlehem and around Jerusalem. And a little like the shepherds in Jesus' day, the, the Bedouin people are sort of tolerated but not really loved. People are a little suspicious of them. They're a different group of people and they're not really accepted by the rest of society. And that's kind of how it was in Jesus' day. And so that is why it's so significant that the very first people who get to meet Jesus, God in human flesh, Emmanuel, the very first people chosen are shepherds. Those who in Jesus' time were amongst those who were the most on the, on the fringe of society. They were kind of the ones who sat on the edge, like geographically or physically they were on the edge, but also politically, socially and spiritually. The the shepherds were also uh, ceremonially unclean in Jewish times. That was a significant thing. It meant that they were not really kind of religiously welcome. But it is to the shepherds that um, the angels appear. And this kind of reflects something that, that starts with this moment, continues through Jesus' ministry and continues today. God is in the business of going to those who consider them to be, themselves to be far from him to those who consider themselves to be on the outside. And he wants to bring those people into relationship with him. They, he, they, he wants to bring them close to Jesus so that they might know him. Jesus went on to say in his own ministry later on, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand does not, uh, no, the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not, uh, own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock scatters. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus goes to the shepherd and then becomes the good shepherd. His whole ministry is to take people who are far from him and bring them closer 
and near to him so that they may know Jesus. Uh, Really, for us, the Christmas message is kind of encaptured in this story. This is what we have come to experience in our life if we know Jesus. That one, at one point, we were far from him. We were separated from God. Perhaps we turned our back on God. We were apart from him. But God, by his grace and through Jesus, has brought us back into relationship with him. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. But I also want to say that there's probably some here this morning, and you are probably amongst those who feel like maybe you don't really fit into this space. Maybe you feel like you're on the outer of the Christmas story. Maybe you feel like you're on the outer for various reasons uh, and in various ways. But I want to say to you this morning, the whole message of Christmas is that God is about going to those who feel like they're kind of on the outside. And he wants to bring people near to himself. He wants to reveal himself. The angels go to shepherds and say, come into Bethlehem. You are the ones that are being chosen to meet Jesus for the very first time. So that's the first point. God goes to those who are on the outside and he brings them near. The second point is when we actually get to the song. And the song is a pretty short song. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Now there's kind of two kinds of people in the world. There's those that like oysters and those that don't. There's also those that like to sing and those that don't like to sing. I'm not talking about up front with a good voice. I'm just talking about those who frequently break out in song and those that don't. Who is someone that likes to break, who breaks out in song on regular occasion? Hands up. Just about everyone who is a non-singer. Who's a non-singer here? Not too many. I'll reveal a little uh, family secret from our family is that our son Jack, when he has a shower, which, prob- which probably isn't often enough, let's be honest. Uh, but you know when Jack's having a shower, because throughout the house, Jack sings at the top of his voice. He is a singer. And... Uh, which is great. He's uh, <coughs> feeling a little embarrassed right now. But it's a good thing. <coughs> I reckon, if, if you think about it, if you're a singer, the times when you sing are when you are joyful, when you're relaxed. When you're stressed, when you're down, when you're struggling, that's not when you sing. You sing when you're feeling relaxed, when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling joyful. And, and this is the case here. This is a song of joy. It's a song of celebration that the angels sing. And it's kind of got two directions. There's a song that goes up to heaven, glory to God in the highest. But it's also a song that's about something that God is doing for us, that's coming from heaven down to earth. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. There's a message going up praise to heaven but it's also the peace of God that's coming down and going out to people and that's what the song is but let me let me highlight two things firstly glory to God in the highest really briefly glory is of course something that uh who who seeks glory in this life or who you know I think about when I think glory I think of football okay in just about every sermon it's true I think of football um but football is is grand final glory isn't it when you go to the grand final, I've been to a couple of grand finals and uh, last one a few years ago with the Crows playing uh, Richmond, best forgotten about. But we went hoping for glory because glory is associated with victory 
It is associated with greatness and it is associated with perfection. And on that day we left without victory and without greatness and without perfection. But the song of the angels is glory to God. It's saying, God, you deserve the glory because you are great and because uh, you are victorious and because your plan is perfect. And so the Christmas story, it's a funny story, this baby born in a manger. It's a strange story. It's a strange way that God comes to rescue his people and bring salvation. It starts with a baby. But actually, right from the start, the angels know something about this birth. It's no ordinary birth. Jesus is no ordinary person. Right from the start, they know that this moment is a moment of perfection. And this moment is a moment of greatness. And this moment is a moment that is part of God's victory. The way he has come to rescue his people. His perfect plan is happening right here. And therefore, they sing... Glory to God in the highest. The second part of the song is this. And peace on earth to those on whom his favour rests. Jesus is the Prince of Peace and at Christmas we remember that he came to bring peace. But it's a strange thing because in the past 2,000 years, how much peace have we seen on earth? Not enough. Throughout the, throughout, uh, the time since Jesus has come, there has been uh, violence and conflict throughout the world. But you know, there's different kinds of peace. There's peace, when we think of peace, sometimes we think about peace at the global level, the end to war, and how much we long for that. But there's also peace that we long for at a, a more local level, at a relational level. Uh, peace within community. Peace within family. Peace within marriages, peace within friendships. But there's another, even more uh, intimate level of peace, which is kind of peace within ourselves. A lot of people long for uh, an inner peace, a peace within their own emotions and feelings. But actually, there's an even deeper level of peace than just peace within oneself, which is actually peace with God. And peace on the spiritual level, peace with God. What Jesus does when he comes to bring peace is it's actually peace that starts at the very deepest level. God comes to bring peace with God. And then out of peace with God flows other levels of peace as people allow God to bring peace in their hearts. Peace with God leads in time to peace within ourselves and as we let God begin to take hold of our lives, it leads to peace uh, in our relationships. It leads to transformation of our communities. And only then, as people allow God to bring transformation in their hearts and in their lives and in their families, do we see transformation of communities and ultimately transformation of our worlds. God comes to bring uh, a message, the angels come to bring a message of glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to, the, to those on whom his favour rests. This song changes the shepherds. It moves them. It literally moves them. They leave the fields. They wander into Bethlehem to find out what's going on. And these shepherds become the first people to encounter Jesus. They don't wait around. They don't delay. They say, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and they found the baby. 
And ultimately, my prayer for you at Christmas is this, is that you might find Jesus this Christmas, that you might find him afresh. Last night, we got home from church and Mel said to me, she said, that was such a great service. She's like, how do people do Christmas without church, without coming to celebrate Jesus? And really, that's the wonderful part of you being here this morning, is that this is Christmas, to come and sing these songs, to hear these scriptures, to, to pray, to remember this birth. This is what Christmas about, is about. And so I hope that by being here, you have found Jesus afresh this morning. I, pr I pray that in the songs, you have found Jesus afresh. I pray that whether you know Jesus a little or a lot, that this morning in some way, you might find him just as the shepherds found him that first Christmas morning. And God, God's blessing upon you and upon your family for a safe and happy Christmas. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at hillsbaptist.com or on your podcast app.